Hey, you see all your peers guesting on podcasts to gain authority, exposure, and leads, and you want to get in on the action, but maybe you aren't really sure if you're ready. So I'm so glad you're listening to this episode as I chat with podcast guesting expert, Nancy Jutton. She shares her best tips on how to be media savvy, what you need to do before you even start pitching, so you can kick the strategy into high gear and crush some interviews. She gives some amazing advice. Howdy. Welcome to the Leverage Your Podcast Show. I'm your host, Lindsay Phillips of smoothbusinesspodcasting.com. My goal is to help you leverage podcasting to skyrocket your visibility, authority, and business by sharing insider secrets from podcast industry experts who have created a successful business through podcasting. So let's take a listen to our chat. Hey, everyone. Um, I am so excited to have Nancy Juton join me. Um, she's such a sweetheart. And she is the author of Bye Bye Boring Bio, the creator of Podcast Visibility Lab. She is a get known, get paid mentor, and an amazing podcast guesting expert. And I haven't really talked about podcast guesting much on my show yet. So when we connected, I'm like, oh, you have to be on my show. So I'm so glad that we connected and um, we got over some techie issues earlier and now we're raring to go. <laughs> well, I'm really glad to be here. Thank you. Awesome. So I know um, with like get known and get paid, obviously one of the greatest strategies to get known is podcast guesting. Um, no, so obviously you're a guest today and you've been on many other shows. What is your favorite thing about podcast guesting? My favorite thing about podcast guesting is how empowering it is to be able to speak to people around the country, around the world without leaving your house. And that is incredibly relevant to what's going on in the world right now as we're on the tail end of this miserable pandemic and how yeah. many speakers, experts, trainers had their calendars wiped clean when the ball dropped on this horrible virus so many people wringing their hands wondering what the heck are they going to do well the great thing to do is to podcast guest like crazy because then you can take control of your upside and make the most of what has been a pretty challenging situation for a lot of people around the world so that's what i love the best yeah. about Absolutely. And for me, I kind of thought of it from a business perspective, like getting exposure and visibility and what have you. But I didn't really think about like the connections that I would make and the friendships and like the collaboration and joint ventures. Like, I don't know, that well, part that, never came to my mind. It's so fun. All of that, too. And a bag of chips besides. I mean, what's really cool about being a guest is you're enjoying a juicy conversation with someone who's interested in what you have to say mm -hmm. and you bend and sway with the conversation you deliver value that exceeds the host's interests which means it likely exceeds the interests of the audience and if there's an opportunity to make a call to action at the end the, those who are called to do that often do mm -hmm. and the other thing I love about podcast guesting is the episodes become evergreen marketing machines because they live online indefinitely. And how often does it happen that someone will reach out to you and say, you know, I'm really curious about how you'd handle or what you would advise about handling this particular situation. Well, if you happen to have addressed that situation in a podcast interview, totally. 
it's such a cool thing to be able to share the episode with the person who asked the question because then the person is getting to hear you and experience you without any pressure at all about whether or not you're going to be sold to. And if someone loves what you say and how you say it, and you solve a problem that they're suffering from, well, it's just very natural for someone to say, hmm, that person sounded like someone who could really help me. I think I'm going to take their call to action. I think I'm going to get on the phone and I'm going to come to that call pre-sold because I already heard mm -hmm. the person, liked what I heard and know that the fit is right. And I think that takes a little bit of the pressure off for people who are allergic to selling. That's a great point. And using it not only for marketing, but even in the sales process or that nurturing process to use those episodes. So that's an amazing uh, tip for sure. Now, of course, we can't, I mean, we can, but just, you know, ask someone to be on a show. I mean, there are things that you need to do to get ready. Um, so how do you know if you're really ready to start podcast guesting and take advantage of that strategy? Well, there's three things I suggest that folks do to get ready. One is make sure you have a working microphone that has professional quality so that you can give the host and their audience the quality gift of sound. Number two, make sure you have a headset nearby just in case the host requires it to further make the sound even better for the listener. Make sure if there's video involved that you're lit properly so you look your best given what God gave you to work with. And make sure what people see behind you is a favorable reflection of your brand and reputation. Because if you've got your cat crawling across your keyboard or your dirty dishes in the background, is that really what you want folks to see? So those are some practical things. I think one of the most important things to do is to adjust your mindset, to believe mm. Dave, as if the most important influencer is going to invite you to be on their show tomorrow. Because when you believe and behave as if that is going to happen, you show up differently and rise up to an occasion that could be a game changer for you. And so every day I say to myself, and I encourage all my clients to do the same, say this affirmation, my work is worthy of a much wider audience and my business is worthy of sales beyond expectations. Because Ooh, I love that. when you say that to yourself every morning, when you stop at a traffic light, when you're waiting for your kids at school, there's something that happens inside of you that says, heck yeah, I'm over any imposter disease. I'm over any shyness about standing in and on my value. I'm over trying to justify whether or not I am or am not this expert. You are that expert. Your mm. work is worthy of a much wider audience and you're ready to go right now. Because when you've got the, the practical things squared away and you've got your headspace squared away, then you want to think to yourself, of course, what content are you going to share that would actually be interesting to a host? Yeah. And I love that with the mindset, because I remember when I first started, you know, being a guest on shows, like I was absolutely petrified. And so to me, in my head, I was like, you know, fake it till you make it <laughs> and just like, you know, act as if, right? You're this powerhouse, you're like, you know, speaking on stages and you can exude that confidence without really feeling it at the core. But like you said, if you believe it and believe in yourself and your abilities and that what you're sharing um, has value, then um, the rest will come a little bit easier. That's well, really helpful. I, I think that I've worked with hundreds and hundreds of people who 
confess to having imposter disease? Absolutely. Want to talk to me? What's so cool about me? Which is why learning how to write a bio that makes you feel proud of yourself is a really powerful exercise in adjusting your headspace to take your place where you belong and to feel good about it. Another thing that I think is really important is hosts need to be interested in what you want to talk about. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people are very self-interested. Very. You'll think, I want to sell my book. I want to enroll people into my program. I want to have more consultations on the calendar. I want to use this podcast interview as an opportunity to pad my own pocket or something like that. Mm -hmm. I tell my clients, don't do that. Find a way to have a conversation with the host that they're interested in and then somehow weave in what you ultimately want people to do as a result of having the experience of getting to hear you on a show. Because another important part about being media savvy is being clear about what you want the audience to do as a result of meeting you in the first place. And if you do not have a sizzling call to action that you can deliver with some sizzle in the steak with clarity with a call to action that's easy to spell say and remember yeah you have a really great conversation but what you may have forgotten is that sometimes when people are listening to a podcast they might be driving their car they might be picking up the kids at school they might be vacuum they might be jogging walking their dogs what is the likelihood that they're going to remember that weird crazy url that yeah they can remember so if you really want to be media savvy have something like media one sheet now.com it's a great place to go to get media ready for the for the show like media one sheet now.com like you can remember that do i want yeah that's easy okay let's go get you know deliver something that's easy to spell and say you have an awesome conversation and people can't remember how they can get in touch with you afterwards well that's a mistake i know that's a great mistake to point out um and i've been pitched many a times on my show and you can tell it's all about them and they actually don't even know what my show preface is or what the mission of my show is and i'm like if they're not looking at it from my perspective but even more so my audience's perspective on what matters to them, um, then you're you're just not going to get booked. Um, I'm so glad you brought that up because it reminds me of a story. Um, I come to this work from having having been a publicist for many years, standing behind really big names who wanted to be seen and heard in the media. And one time I was meeting, I was hearing the anchor for the Seattle ABC television network talking about the thing that she hates the most. And it's when someone says to her, I've never watched your show, but I should be on your show. (laughs) I mean, this reporter, this anchor is on deadline as a steady diet, trying to bring the truth to the viewers. This is her full-time job that consumes every ounce of her being. Mm -hmm. And if you have the audacity to say, I've never watched the news, but the news should be writing or talking about me. You've offended that person totally. so deeply. And so for those who want to be podcast guests, please see here and celebrate the show you want to be guesting on. And how can you do that? One of the best things you can do is 
find the show, look at the show notes, the, the show episodes, find one that interests you personally and tune in like it really matters. Mm-hmm. And while you're listening, take notes about what you've learned and how awesome it was because it takes less than five minutes to post a five-star review for that host. But when you capture a screenshot of that five-star review and you send it to the host before you ever ask for anything for yourself, that host is going to say, wow, that guest went the extra mile to do something that was demonstrated in the currency that matters to me. Yeah, Maybe I'll want to take a closer look at what that guest has to say. Good that would content. get my attention. Yeah, it's like, what, what does it cost you? It costs you five. If you spend 20 minutes listening to a podcast and you mm-hmm. learn something to earn more or to get better, you are better off for having invested in that show. Take an ex- additional five minutes to write mm-hmm. a five-star review and then ask for something that you want. But then you're in a position to say, I watched the show. I particularly enjoyed your interview with Melanie Benson, where she talked about everything to do with podcasting and why it matters. And I particularly like the part where she talked about how to balance podcast guesting with podcast hosting and how together you can accomplish even more for your star on the rise. What I just did there is- I saw that. (laughs) That's awesome. I listened to the show. Yeah. I'd love to say something that you know that I listened. Like everybody wants to be seen, heard, and celebrated. Mm so they can ultimately be compensated. Yeah. But someone who's a host who's giving their left arm to produce an amazing show deserves to be seen and heard before you get your chance to speak up. Very good. Well said. Um, you have some amazing tips on how to, you've already said one thing was how to be media savvy, but there's also like things that you knew, need to do to get media ready. Like, what does that mean and what do we need to do before we even start pitching any hosts? Well, I'm a big fan of creating something called a media one sheet. Yeah. Which is a one sheet PDF that makes clear what you want on your media one sheet is some kind of a headline about what you like to talk about. You've got a professional headshot. You've got a 50 word or less bio written in the third person so that it's easy for a host to read. It's not one long sentence that goes on for 42 lines. That's a big mistake. You want to demonstrate your social media activity so that a host can check you out. Mm -hmm. Because why does that matter? A host wants to know that their guest can help them beat the drum for their podcast. Absolutely. So if a host can quickly find you on Instagram or LinkedIn or Facebook and see that you have thousands of friends or Twitter or wherever you happen to play. If you have an audience already established for yourself and you have something juicy to talk about, I'm just asking you, Lindsay, doesn't that sound like a better guest than someone Absolutely. who's self-interested and has nobody that they can beat the drum to about you? <laughs> For sure. And I want the guest to be able to to share. But even so, I also want to connect with the guest and just have other ways too of continuing that relationship and connect, you know, to be able to when you are posting, you want to tag that person so that you're seen, you know, on their wall and so forth. And yeah, so many different elements that are important. Um, what what another thing I want to say about the media one sheet is that you should have some hot topics 
identified yeah. there. And a hot topic is not a lukewarm topic. It's not a generic topic. It's not a boring topic. It's a hot topic. And what where a lot of people go wrong is they go so generic in what it is that they want to talk about that it doesn't break through the clutter. You know, how to get unstuck. Okay. How many thousands of people talk about how to get unstuck? Do you have three uncommon ways to get unstuck that allow you to propel yourself further faster in record time? I mean, that's a little more interesting than yeah. how to get unstuck. So think about how you want to position your hot topics so that the host would actually have this head whip reaction and say, now that's something I'm interested in. I, I haven't covered that before and I can't wait to talk about it. One other thing about getting media savvy is that people sometimes perseverate and obsess about this media one sheet that they make perfect, okay? But a media one sheet that's perfect doesn't do you any favors unless a host actually gets to see it. <laughs> and so what I say to people is there are some wonderful resources such as podmatch.com and matchmaker.fm and the podcast guest collaboration group on Facebook, where you can instantly connect and match make with people who are looking for people just like you. And the exercise in message clarity that you came to by creating your media one sheet allows you to have your topics at the tip of your tongue so that instead of saying, some, responding to someone that says, I've got a podcast about small business success, would you be a candidate? You don't want to be the one that says, I'd love to be a candidate. Let's talk about it. What I want you to do is to say, here's a hot topic about this that I can deliver with impact and grace. Can't wait to talk, see if it's a fit. Like make it easy for the host to say, yeah, I want to talk about yeah. that. But if you're like on the airplane, remember that movie airplane and the plane's going down? I do. <laughs> and someone says, does anyone have a Valium? And everybody raises their hand. Like everybody has a Valium. You have not dif differentiated yourself at all. <laughs> you know, so why not say, here's, here's a unique angle to this particular query that I think could be a juicy conversation. If you agree, let's chat. Yeah. That's so much better than pick me, pick me, pick me. That's so true. And I find too, by doing so, you're letting the host picture what the conversation is going to be like. And for me, like if I can picture how the conversation will go or what we'll talk about, then it's going to be easier for me, obviously. And I know better that I'm serving, you know, good, juicy nuggets to my audience. I'm really glad you said that, because what I say to my clients is when you say the three uncommon ways to solve this problem in record time or five major mistakes guests make as podcasts guests that you should avoid and what to do instead by putting numerous numbers to it and suggesting what to do instead instantly the host can say i can realistically see how i could fill 20 minutes with that conversation and feel like i was made better for having had the conversation that my audience would be better been better off to so that's what i mean by putting specificity into yeah. Specificity is so much better than generic. And, and I've um, made that mistake. I remember um, I used a guesting service and I had my one sheet. It was years ago. And like the topics were like, you know, 
about content marketing kind of a thing. But, and I wasn't getting booked. And it's like, and so they got, they coached me and I'm like, you really need something specific, like the three ways to lever, whatever it was, I can't remember, so that it has more punch. And yeah, it became much more effective. So I have actually been <laughs> the bear of learning that lesson myself. Well, here's something from my own experience. Uh, you mentioned when you introduced me that I wrote this book called Bye Bye Boring Bio, and it made me internet famous. And awesome. you know, you can look up Boring Bio and you'll find tens of thousands of references to it online. Of course, a whole lot of different hairstyles too. You see all the pictures through the years. <laughs> but um, what, what I found kind of a, a light bulb moment is way back in the day when I wrote the book, the first edition in 2009, I had this talk I would give how to transform your boring bio from wallpaper to wow to attract clients now. It was just a fun way to talk about something that was a pain that people wanted solved. Well, when I, I gave the first talk and then that led to three or four more spinoff and then it led to invitations for me to be on a podcast or the national public radio or Forbes.com or something like this. Like sometimes you just stumble onto something that yeah. just rolls off the tongue that meets an issue that people are struggling with that people say, heck, I want to know about that. So if, if you could get known for one particular talk and get to deliver it again and again, amen, in multiple different uh, media, then you become that person who's yeah. known that. And why does that matter? Because then if you do have a way to solve a problem that leads people into a paid offering naturally and organically without being salesy or icky or weird, like that's beautiful right? Yes. It also makes your own life easier because if you have totally. to master five different distinct conversations, mm. your own mastery will be delayed because you'll be trying to talk about a whole bunch of different mm. things instead of that thing that you can be really known for and get paid for. So I love that. Um, always think about what you're talking about and how somehow it relates to that next step that you want people to take so that they would be inspired to actually want to explore what that could look like. That is some great advice. And it is easy to think, oh, I need all these topics to attract all of these hosts. And, you know, you want to look like you know a lot of things, but in retrospect, you might be shooting, what is it, your nose to spite your face or shoot your foot off or whatever. Right. Um, where it's better to have a, you know, one or two kind of a thing and focus on that and be known for that. I love that. Well, relentless focus can be very profitability enhancing. And I think sometimes people are, you know, pursuing multiple initiatives. And I don't know who it was that said this first, but it's pretty hard to catch. Um, if you're chasing two rabbits, it's hard to come home with one. Ooh. And so what is it that you ultimately want people to do the most mm -hmm. in your um, business, invest into? And what can you talk about that makes sense to lead people down that path? Be relentless in your focus and you'll probably have a big, bigger bottom line and more of a simplified model that you can enjoy your life. And, and you know, everybody's business model is different, but simplicity elegance ease these are important ingredients for me and yeah. i think that that's why 
talking about one thing totally art tends to be very productive and fruitful yeah i like that you've inspired me to cut a topic out of my one sheet (laughs) 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 but it is is true and um yeah that was great advice um before we wrap up i'd love to kind of give a good like hit list of other mistakes that guest podcasters do so that anyone that's starting out kind of be okay they know right off the bat don't do this okay uh here's a couple don't reach out to hosts with a over templated approach dear first name what a great podcast you have i'd love to be a guest that never works no be specific call the host by name and demonstrate that you've listened or watched the show Another mistake, please do not hijack a conversation with a host to sell your stuff. It's supposed to be a conversation about something specific. Do not hijack the show and think that the host isn't going to notice. Yeah. Uh, Don't go to a show if you're not sure what next step you want people to take. Because that's a missed opportunity. Don't be on the wrong show. The audience to message match really does matter. Um, An ad guy that I knew back in the day, Ron Jaco, who used to say that you can't sell a Rolex watch to a migrant farm worker. You just can't. Um, No. I'm a classy gal. I don't drop F-bombs. I speak in complete sentences. That means that there are some shock jock radio shows that aren't even on the consideration list because I would just not be a fit. Right. So if the, you can't, if, the, if there is no fit, you must not commit. Oh, I like that line. Yeah, thank you, That's Johnny. That's so I, true, though. Yeah. And you're just not going to get any ROI out of it if you're speaking to a podcast audience that is not your ideal avatar. And, you know, let's face it. It takes time to totally. do podcasts. I mean, you're going to prepare yourself, mm-hmm. you're going to pitch yourself, you're going to, if there's video involved, you're going to worry about hair and makeup, um, you're going to spend time talking to an interesting person. The very least that you can expect is like you're talking to the right people. Yeah. Because after the show, you're going to do the Monday morning quarterback and you're going to wonder, did I do it right? Or could I have done it better? Or could I, what could I have done to make that a better experience? But if you're talking to the wrong people in the first place, your time is too valuable to waste on the wrong shows. And then I suppose one of the biggest mistakes is putting off getting ready and then having someone of influence call you tomorrow and not to be ready. Mm. And then I would add a couple more. Please be on time or early because the worst thing you can do is to keep a host waiting. And that's an incredible demonstration of disrespect and doesn't set the tone for great. Um, I mean, be the get, be the guest that you would want to meet, be the client you would want to do business with, be the joint venture partner that you would rush to connect with, be the kind of person, a human being that, would be a graceful, wonderful person to have on the show. And then the final thing is, um, big mistake is failure to start. Yeah. Because what if there were hundreds and hundreds of shows with tens of thousands of audience members that never got to hear the message that you have to share, what makes you special and different about it? 
and to get to benefit from how you help. That would be a disservice to the brilliance that you own that needs an audience. That's true. And if you, yeah, if you don't start, <laughs> you're not going to reap in the benefits and you're never really going to feel completely ready the first few episodes you do anyways. So you just have to, yeah, be prepared, do your best. And even if you're scared, do it anyways. And you just get better over time, right? Oh my gosh. You know, way back in the day when I started doing interviews, I started with mom talk radio and blog talk radio and shows that nobody was ever even listening to. And I'm so grateful to those hosts because I, I got my sound bites on, I got more yeah. comfortable with the situation. And then, I mean, honestly, this really happened. I'm on a lounge chair in sunny San Diego. I'm taking a day off. I've got Oprah on one hand and I've got Brene Brown on the other. I've got a glass of iced tea. I'm feeling the breeze. I'm feeling the sun. I'm just going to relax. And my phone rings. Guess who it was? It was National Public Radio. Cool. National Public Radio. Like I jump up in my bathing suit like a jack-in-the-box. I'm thinking... <laughs> What, what you know hello this is nancy jutton how can i help you and she says the guest we were expecting for tomorrow's show canceled due to illness and we need an expert to talk about how to boost your expert status and how specifically to do that i found you in a google search can you make yourself available tomorrow at nine o'clock for a radio interview on our national show dang and so like you could imagine like blood coursing through my veins yeah I didn't miss a beat. I said, thanks so much for the opportunity. I can't wait to be of service. And as a matter of fact, within moments of the phone hitting the cradle, you will have my headshot, the five questions I most like to be asked when I'm interviewed, mm -hmm. the correct spelling of and pronunciation of my name. You'll also have an image, my headshot and my, um, an image of my book cover. Yeah. Is there anything else I can do to make this a great experience for you and an even better experience for your national audience? Ooh, well said. And then there, then there was this like pregnant pause and then she laughed and she said, will you please teach the world to do what you just did? Ooh. <laughs> and so it was, it was such a great validation of what it is to be media ready, media savvy on, and on purpose because Many other people sitting on a lounge chair in their bathing suit would wrap themselves up in their cover up and go to their hotel room and pull their hair out and call their assistant. Oh, no. Uh oh. I don't know what just happened there. You're okay. Oh. People would be pulling their hair out thinking, what am I going to do to get that squared away? Because they weren't ready. Bringing back to my first comment earlier in the interview. Behave and believe as if the most important person is going to call mm. you tomorrow. Be the player to be named later who slides into position when someone else can't make it. If you are ready to go, you'll find the message. Yeah. You'll find the courage to be brilliant on the air. And people will hear you, respond to you. And the best part about podcast guesting is that when you're a brilliant guest and when the host gets value and when the audience gets value, other people are listening. And yeah. then people reach out to you and say, you were brilliant on Lindsay's show. Will you do that same presentation or conversation with my audience? And one good thing leads to another. Yeah. And without leaving your house, without getting on an airplane, Seriously. without having us, you are everywhere all at once. And in this day and age where so many stages are still dark, 
Mm-hmm. Why not take the mic, deliver your message, and make it count? Because you can la- you can smile all the way to the bank if you do yeah. it right. And that's really what I like to teach people how to do. Love it. What a great way to end this podcast episode. You've come full circle. You've given us so many good pointers, so many good stories. I'm going to have so many good quotes to share after this goes live. (laughs) You're a wealth of information. I appreciate you so much. Now, I know you have a, um, an assessment on your website, um, on how to get podcasts ready. So I want to make sure that people know about it and can take advantage of it and enjoy your wisdom even more. Oh, thank you. It's called the ready, set podcast guesting assessment. Perfect. In, in less than four minutes, you can evaluate how ready you are to rock the mic with confidence, conviction, and moxie. And if that excites you, it's free to do. You'll get many aha insights. So go to getknowngetpaid.com forward slash ready, set, podcast, guest. Fill it out. Hit the enter button and you will get your report in your inbox instantaneously with plenty of aha insights to help you get ready for the show before you go. Perfect. Yeah. And I took the assessment. I checked it out. It was awesome. Very well done. And I know you've got the podcast visibility lab and you've got some other amazing programs to help people dive into podcast guesting and really be intentional and strategic with it all. So thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. It was really fun to chat today. All right. See ya. And that is a wrap for this episode of the Leverage Your Podcast Show. What is your next step? Head to leverageyourpodcastshow.com to listen to more episodes to get more insider secrets. And if you are now itching to take advantage of the power of podcasting and launch your own podcast, be sure to grab my free launch guide at launchyourpodcastguide.com. We'll see you soon.